Welcome to another episode of Story Mode, a video game podcast. In this episode, we welcome special guest Clarky from the Jock Reynolds podcast and discuss Sonic Frontiers, the new Pokemon, and the Sony state of play. Find more on social media at Story Mode AUS and enjoy the show, everyone. I told you I'm in the mood today. I don't know why. I think I've got a short week. I'm going for um, going for a little holiday on the weekend. So I'm just in the mood. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah, man, indeed. It's going to be good because I'm going to be... You know, this is typically sort of E3 week. And in the bygone years, pre-disease and famine, um, I used to have like friends over and we would watch E3, get real drunk. And it was always awkward because you're drinking at like 3 a.m. because of the time differences. So you're like blasted drunk and then sunrise comes on and you have to deal with Koshi. It's it's, a, it's oh, very no. confronting. It's That's very confronting when drunk. <laughs> Even when sober, yeah. But the good thing is I'm going to be away with a few mates. Um, I'm going to wake up early on, what is it, Monday morning for the Bethesda showcase? Mm. This um, place has, has like a little cinema room. So I'm going to sit back with an old-fashioned and a blanket and I'm going to watch it like a absolute twat of a man. <laughs> No, that's so good. Beautiful, man. <laughs> it actually does sound pretty good. Yeah. As long as you have something you can swill, that's the that's the main the main thing of you know, you sit back in your chair, you swill, and you think about all the I peasants who who are out sleeping. In the field. Sleeping. It's three thirty AM. What are they doing? Resting. Not me. Those Not me. fields aren't gonna I'm plow themselves. Gears of war remake or something. It'll be good. It'll be Give me some good. avowed and I'll be happy. Please. Some avowed. Well, I mean, we never really got into this. Do, do we have any predictions for the um, Bethesda showcase? Maybe uh, a fable? A little bit of a reveal trailer? I, I think the big full stop of the show is going to be Indiana Jones gameplay. Oh. Okay. Fair, fair. Uh, we haven't even had a proper trailer yet with some gameplay. So maybe I'm jumping the gun here. But that'd be a cool thing to finish off. We're not going to get, like, you're not going to see Elder Scrolls 6 gameplay. No. no, but we might see maybe a slightly more extended trailer because that's still something we haven't seen anything about. Like, nothing. So I reckon we're so far away from that game. Yeah, I, I think oh, absolutely. the reason we saw Elder, Elder Scrolls 6 announced is be- and in the way that we saw it announced is because they were scrambling after yeah. 76. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah absolutely. Oh, no, we're going to shut up with something. So that game's mm. still like, that's going to be in 2045. <laughs> and in 2045, they'll blame COVID and push it back Probably. to like 2069 because it'll be funny. Yeah. Um, no, I think I think they actually won't mention it. Uh, I don't know. Like, it's, it's hard because the fan base is definitely clamoring for it. Like, even a shred... Of information, even if we just get, even if we just get told where it's set, like you know, if they go Elder Scrolls Six, uh, I don't know, set in the Elder Scrolls universe, done. The Somerset Isles, Tamriel, or, yeah, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, could you imagine Thank if it you. wasn't set in Tamriel though? Like, how cool would that be? That would that'd be um, cool. That'd be mental. No, I don't think they'll only answer because if they announce the smallest thing, it will over. It will be the biggest news of the show. It'll just kind of kill momentum for anything else. Mm. They will want us to be to come out and just talk about Starfield. That's it. 
that's yeah. the game to market. It's no sense like cannibalizing that hype for that game. For Phil Spencer game, will turn around to Todd Howard and be like, four years. Todd, you didn't mention... Oh, <laughs> I'm going to call it Elden Ring. Elden Ring. You didn't mention um, <laughs> Elder yeah, Scrolls. El- Elder Scrolls, Elder Scrolls 6, 6, 10 And he'd be like, didn't I? And he would disappear like Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> He didn't do anything. Got an idea. Elder Scrolls 6, Elden Ring. Yes. Elden Ring, baby. I'll play the <laughs> shit out of that. Well, okay. Look, we haven't started the episode proper yet. But I'm just going to ask it now. This state of play wasn't Sony's sort of E3 conference. I'm assuming they're going to announce another thing next week. Are we getting Elden, Elden Ring DLC? Are we getting another excuse to talk about Elden Ring we, on the we, show? We, we should. Because they imagine, released yeah. DLC for pretty much every game they've made they in did, the past. Did they do it for Dark Souls 1? I didn't think Dark Souls 1 got... Yeah, there was DLC. Dark Souls so, 1.5. Yeah, it was um, Artori- Artorius of the uh, Abyss. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. Was yeah. DLC, and that was absolutely bullshit. <laughs> Maybe they'll come out and yeah. be like, hey, we patched that last stupid area in, um, in Elden Ring. What's that area called that I don't like that has that has like the thick shake tornado? Crumbling Oh, crumbling Faramazula. Oh god, I yeah, I, I, I on, turned man. the game on for like ten minutes on the weekend. I'm like, I don't want to do this area. Th- I hate that's, it. That's not the last area. <laughs> oh, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> to me you know what? <laughs> to me it is. Cause I don't see myself in the get past just mentally the, the mental barrier that games that, that game's um put in front of me. Play this Jesse, bullshit uh, level. Oh, look, skeletons. I really oh, like once. You know what this game needs more? Beast men. You know, I, whenever I was talking to people about Elden Ring, like when it first came out, it wasn't this like beautiful open world where you could do everything with all about exploration and challenging yourself, but you know, not punishing yourself. You could go do something different. You could always really forge your own way. I was never talking about any of that. No, it's like, you know what this game has? It has a beast man in it in a cave. A beast man? His name's Beast Man. And I hope that there are more Beast Men or Beast Men later in the game. And I tell you what, the game's delivered. Because all you get is Beast Man and Beast Men. I, really I hate wanna, them all. They're all I, shit. I really want to just help you get through that area. Because once you get to one uh, side of grace, it's literally just a short run up to the end of the area, essentially, which you'll be probably stuck on for a little while. Just so that I don't have to hear you talk about Beastmen anymore. Just I don't want to be talking about. Hey, do you think I do? I look like a man who wants to talk about beast men and beast man. Yes, yes, you do. Absolutely, beast men and his friends. Yeah. Yes, no, they're awful. They are disgusting little goblins, beast men, if you will. So they look more like spirits than beasts. <laughs> I'm just bitter. The only game I've been playing lately. I mean, I'm still, I'm still only just getting to Landell. So I've been sipping that game like a like fine a fine, wine. yeah, like a fine <laughs> spirit. Uh, mostly because I real life, but I'm still hooked at this. Once you hit Altus Plateau, some of the biggest faults have just presented themselves mm. to me, which is that FromSoft to do everything that they did previously better, and then they add one new thing that they just absolutely cook, and that's the open world, which is the open world's great, it's beautiful, but the direction and how it tells you where you need to go and what's important means that you either miss hours of content or you like me get so anxious that you spend way too long backtracking through areas or just running through areas trying to figure out have i missed anything that's going to ruin the rest of like the next 10 hours i agree i think the game actually drops up quite a bit at the alice plateau 
because this the the types of enemies you start facing are a little bit different. It's not like a really interesting menagerie of characters you're coming up against. It's hey, remember this character? It's that one, but stronger now. Or there's two of them. It's like ah oh, no, just this doesn't feel fun. That that it doesn't feel like discovery anymore. Being said, you will come up against some um, poached egg trumpet players soon. They're interesting. <laughs> They'll blow bubbles at you. Um, it's a wild game. But at that point, it's like, all right. I can love yeah. bubbles. Oh, it's absolutely, go- it's absolutely gorgeous. They just didn't think, I think, long term about the guidance system that they have of like, oh, the sites of grace kind of roughly point you in the area. And I'm like, that's great. I'm like, but your map takes like four hours to cross from one end to another. So that that direction could take me nowhere. <laughs> yeah. I disagree I, I, with both of y'all vehemently. Is that yeah, how you pronounce the word? Yeah, but you're absolute shill. Absolute shill. I am more show critical us, of FromSoft than anyone else. Show us the checks. Follow the money. Lead all way back to Keelan. <laughs> I, I think okay. that they are... Um, they have a serious issue with not finishing the work that they start and like pretty much everything that they've released, they've released in a subpar fashion and just left it like that. Elden Ring included. Um, and there's a lot of Elden Ring, especially in the late game, where you're like, wow, you guys really didn't have time to finish this, did you? You honestly, like, there's nothing here, but it is still part of the but game. But snow, dude snowfields well yeah exactly so there's there's a lot wrong with it but man i, I don't think the open world is one Look of those that. things it's uh, it's interesting how Elden ring that's how amazing that's, that's odd how amazing different our experiences have been with those specific things because i love what you were talking about clarky like because it doesn't tell you it's just great you're free to miss it oh no i think i think that's great and you know i've I've played about every FromSoft game I can get my hands on. And I've just, it, it's the things I think that individually you'll, you'll stick with or the things that you really took from it where Dark Souls for me, I'm like, yeah, I love that it's all vague and it's kind of really mysterious and it's quite linear, you know, looking back on Dark Souls 1 specifically now. But there was, it was the combat that I think I really enjoyed that, but it felt clunky. And now you get to, El- and then you go straight to Elden Ring and you're like, holy Jesus, like, they, okay, they tightened everything up. It makes sense and it all kind of works now. But I think while the open world is beautiful, I I tend to... It's the reason why I don't play games like GTA and I struggled to get through Red Dead because mm. great world, loved the world, love everything about it. It's so good. But I get, I get easily distracted or I get too anxious about missing things. Mm. And I think FromSoft, in terms of the open world, there are literally quests that I know I have missed and can't go back to now. Because I'm, and, that, and that's never been an issue before. Or, like, you need the most out there circumstances to occur in order to trigger the missions. Like, oh, didn't you get the knife off this witch? And this witch only appears on a Tuesday night near these field. But if you've not if you've already gone past field, she'll never appear. You have to get that knife of this guy. It's like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. And yeah, you have you have FOMO missed- and I, I'm not gonna play this game again. I love it. Um but I get FOMO I missed don't patches. Too much. I missed patches. And then just oh. continued on, beat God, beat Godric, got all the way to Radan, and then I went back, 
And I was just sort of looking around. I was like, oh, I know there's a few dungeons here that I kind of missed. Found a cave. I'm like, oh, it's Patches. Oh, he wants to fight me. All right, let's go. Get him down to half health and he starts doing his thing. But that one hit, it was just above half before he starts his scripted bullshit. And then bleed kicked in and oh, no! So now, So now I just don't get to do Patches. No. That sucks. He's a that's, cool chef. That's very sad. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, like, this isn't, you know, it's it's okay. Partial, I'll take responsibility, all right, because I'm running around and I'm like, I've got my moon veil and I've got my decks up and all that stuff. But, yeah, it was just kind of disappointing to be like, oh, well, I just missed this on my first time through because I was distracted by doing something else. Mm. Mm. I feel you, man. I yeah, that's you. fair. That's yeah, fair. normally at this part of an episode, I would ask Keelan and Simon how their days and weeks have been. But frankly, we don't have time this week. So you guys shoved it aside. But dear listener, you've been wondering, who was this pure being of light that I can hear? Pure goodness and energy. That, dear friends, is Mr. Clarky from one Jock Reynolds. Jock Reynolds being the, the, the best supercoach resource going around. The best supercoach community going around. That's fantasy AFL sports, if you're wondering. Um, Thank you. Clarky. I wasn't sure. <laughs> well, you learned now. You learned yeah, this, I've you? learned to think now. Um, you may have seen Clarky before on some of our Twitch streams where Chris Owen and myself play a little bit of AFL Evolution, but also Clarky's a keen, keen gamer who killed Patches. Yeah, that's it. And I'm not just a sports boy. Look at look at me. official friend of the podcast. Official friend of the po- <laughs> podcast. I love that if, t-shirt. Holy shit. That's oh, so good. It's so good. He literally put it on as we started recording. Well, not <laughs> recording, but when I first saw him and I was hysterical. Uh, but Clarky, how you doing? Welcome aboard. Um, it's really good. Thank you so much for having me. It's, uh, it's great to be here. It's uh, lovely, lovely to speak to you, gentlemen, individually, instead of having you speak at me in my ears. <laughs> <laughs> we still will do that. We still will. Yeah, yeah, we still I'm, I'm okay with that. I get to We're actually respond now. <laughs> Shut up, guys, please. Now, we brought you on because we needed somebody to talk to Simon about Final Fantasy because you get grumpy when we don't. Yeah, but no. you're a Great big Final series. Fantasy fan. And look, it has been... So we knew this month was going to be busy. This is your normal E3 golf. Normally, we would be inundated with... um showcases and you no know, it's time to it's time to pick up this week it's been insane with news so we thought we'd get it, bring in bring in the big big guns and again we normally have a big pre-show but i think we have to just get into this one this week yeah because we are there's a lot to unpack <laughs> we've got bloody sonic frontiers to talk about <laughs> oh. gotta go with the speed of sound if you Yay. will so sonic frontiers got two trailers as part of the ign first one of them focusing on general gameplay and the other focusing on combat. Oh, when I, it definitely put the general into general gameplay because this, <laughs> these trailers looked flat. And the one thing you don't want a Sonic game to look, slow. Guys, we've seen them. We've gone through it. What do you guys think of Sonic Frontiers? Mm, uh, what was... Okay, what was with the music that was playing over like both <laughs> the trailers? I kind of love it though, right? I actually kind of really love the music. Independent from everything else that's going on. I think it is really nice, like almost haunting music. I'm a big fan of the music. If it wasn't like for anything other than fucking Sonic Frontiers. Like a JRPG maybe? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like I'd be so down for that. But (laughs) 
if it Somebody wasn't take that music I'm and put pictures. it over Elden Ring gameplay. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> I've just pictured Simon in an elevator bumping the person next to him. He's like, this song, do you know what this is? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm going to get more... <laughs> When it, you getting out, friend? When no, we get stay to, here. Come on. When we get to Final Fantasy 16, I'm going to talk about music at length. So I'm going to save. Yeah. I'm going to save that. But yeah, look, well, you, I, I actually you put really Final enjoyed Fantasy the music. In that sentence seamlessly. Uh, yes, but um, <laughs> yeah, like I don't. Know, I feel like they were going for a Breath of the Wild vibe here, but yeah, with Sonic like, and yeah. Breath of the Mild. Yeah, like they. Oh. <laughs> that was actually Fuck really good. I've got to give you that one. You fast rat. <laughs> but yeah, like it's just, uh, I don't know. It, yeah, like I said, I, I feel like they're going for a Breath of the Wild vibe and they sort of were like, oh, we don't have all of the pieces of the jigsaw, but we're going to force shit in together and kind of hope for the best. Like, guys, it isn't Lego. That's not how it works. You've just created a monstrosity here. Also not how Lego works, to be fair. Eh, depends. Is there like... <laughs> A, a set team that's been of consistent staff that's been developing the last few Sonic games that have come out. Well, this one's been developed by Sonic Team. Um, yeah. I'm not sure I if mean, they've worked on the others. I know, look, Sonic hasn't been good for a while. Yeah, that, that's that's why I'm asking. Like, it's is Sonic the Team only game just... franchise where the movie quality has surpassed the game quality? Yeah, because yeah. Sonic <laughs> films are fantastic. We are living that's in a weird timeline. Surely there's like a revolving door of like interns or something in Sonic Team that are just coming in and out and being like, hey, why don't we make a Breath of the Wild but with Sonic instead? And like, hey, why don't we do some cool JRPG music on top of it? Like it just seems like a mishmash of ideas from people who are not like, there's no design brief. There's there's nothing here. Like this is barely a game. Somebody walked in to, to the, the Sonic offices. Somebody walked in and said, hey guys, I just got this... um." Unreal Engine demo, and it's <laughs> wild. I'll tell you that much. Because it looks, it looks like a uh, like a, a testing ground. I know, yeah. Clarky, are you are you a Sonic fan? Oh, I I, I love Sonic as an idea. Like I, <laughs> I <laughs> well, that's the thing. Everything he does, I'm like, okay, like yeah, yeah, like that's that's. You know what? Recently, I actually watched the Sonic Boom cartoon that's on Netflix. Actually, brilliant. It's really good. Genuinely brilliant. It's so good. If yeah. you yeah. honestly, oh, if you're out there and you haven't watched it, just go, they're like ten minute episodes, and they are funny. They're sharp. They nail like Sonic's kind of like immature, but like oh yeah, radical kind of. But it's all really well done. So I'm like, okay, well somebody out there knows what to do. But Sonic Team, like, and the, this is the most cooked thing about it. Where I'm looking at 2017, Sonic Team developed and released Sonic Forces. I guess, and then oversaw <laughs> the development of a better Sonic game made by somebody else, which was Sonic Mania. Oh, Sonic Mania <laughs> is an incredible so, game. Like, genuinely I, fantastic. See, uh, you, so you're going to need to spend less time on Sonic. Like, that's fine. If you're not going to do... Like, don't do something... Like, do something weird and crazy. That's fine. And this game could be good. But history tells me that it's not going to be good mm. because you look at the trailer and you're like, okay... Platforms popping in and out of existence out of nowhere, that's fine. It could just be like a buggy demo. Sure, but once again, history tells me that's not the case. See, I saw I saw an interesting take because, Jesse, you said to me, uh, like, you were like, it looked like a tech demo. And I was like, I agree. I think it looks interesting for a tech demo. I don't think it looks good. I think it looks interesting. 
what part looked interesting? Mm. Do Cons- we watch different videos? Conceptually speaking, I think this is a pretty interesting direction to take Sonic. Sonic in an open world, to me, that makes sense. That's, you know, he's quick. Yeah, you want to make him... Yeah, like, you want to you <laughs> do something disagree. fun with that. But I saw a YouTube video and someone sort of tore it down a little bit. And his opinion was, quite bluntly, if this game was releasing in three, four years' time, that seems like a pretty good first look. This is a game that's releasing at the end of this year. I have no no hope for it. There is no way in hell. (laughs) There are petitions saying, please, please delay this. It it, it doesn't look... It it looks barely started. It it is... It's an empty world. It's empty. That's the biggest concern. I don't think Sonic works in a 3D world. But that's the thing. I don't I don't disagree with Simon. I think Simon's hit the nail on the head where it's I and I have the same rule for like reboots and like that kind of thing where if you take a concept and you're like, I have a clear idea, but it's different. Like, mm. you know, we see it we see it with things like Star Wars or, you know, Marvel franchises, you know, I've got this idea. It's interesting, it's different. Give me time to work on this. And they do, and we get some really great stuff out of it. Like yeah. that's that's what should be happening, and it seems like they've done this, but then they've gone. But you got twelve months, mm. mm-hmm. yeah. and then I'm sat here going, "Why is Nights in the Dreams dead?" <laughs> I think because he's creepy and deserves to be. No, Nights in the Dreams, Sonic. Um, for me, they need to give the old the old reverse Rayman. Don't Urban Dictionary that. But Rayman games started up as like, you know, open world platforming games and they became side scrollers and they were no. really good. Did, did, wait, did it start of Rayman, a, Rayman yeah. 1 is a side scroller. Ray, Rayman 1 is a hard as nails side scroller. Which is yeah, the one. The first, the first Rayman game I played was like more open. Yeah, that's Rayman 2. Rayman 2. Yeah. Okay, Rayman 2. The and then they went escape. back to side scrolling, right? Uh, I, I think, think Rayman, Rayman 3, 3 was open. Yeah. Which is Rayman Legends? That's yeah, Rayman. One, that's yeah. That's the new one, which that's was initially one, meant which to is... be exclusive to the Wii U and looked really good right, and so played doing best on Wii U. The then partial reverse Rayman, then okay. Realize that maybe this doesn't work. We'll go back to 2D. Yeah, I saved it. <laughs> I, Sonic doesn't work as 3D space. It, it it kind of fundamentally can't work because you can't have that level of chaos, emeralds, and hey. speed. In a 3D space, and for it to work, I I, I don't think it, it translates well. It seems, it seems soulless, and especially with people now becoming more, you know, across Sonic's charm through the movies, through the Netflix series. Seeing this, if those movies and stuff were your first taste of Sonic, beyond just the general pop culture zeitgeist, and then you saw this, you 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 would not know what the hell's going on. This is devoid of charm. It's devoid of speed. It has no spirit to it. It feels like it's made in dreams. I don't. It, it, it's stuck in the uncanny valley because he's just constantly staring straight. The combat is lacking. I don't think anything in this world looks interesting. And if you're gonna have this big open world, you'd have to have know, points of interesting points of uh, points of interest, which will make you slow down to explore. So in the gameplay trailer, we see. Uh, Sonic going up some sort of like castle thing. And it's just becoming a basic platformer. 
they go up There's the castle special. and then just jump off and do nothing. That bothered yeah. me more. Yeah, yeah that it's bothered like you me. You climbed this castle and then you didn't do anything. You just jumped off. You took a rail all the way down. You so, dumb motherfucker. So, so, Jesse, what you're saying is you want Sonic 2077, basically. Yes. Yeah, buddy. Sonic <laughs> X in space. Oh, yeah. For no, the no, no, no. I'm, I'm going to add Sonic treatment. Shadow. Break back shadow. Here's the 100%. thing. I, will, I, I know I am a humble guest, uh, Jesse, but I will say Sonic does work in 3D. Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games, I have played as a crocodile throwing a javelin, and yeah. you cannot tell me that doesn't work. Okay, wait, wait, no, 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 you prove my point. That crocodile deserves an open world game. You were not Sonic, <laughs> you were a crocodile, sir. Bring yes. back croc. Vector. <laughs> Let's yeah. go. Hey. N- Knuckles, Knuckles Chaotix 3D. Let's do it. I didn't hate so- generations. I thought I thought those forward running sections a la Sonic Heroes. I I maybe it's the nostalgia glasses from my childhood. I know they weren't great games, but Oh, Sonic Heroes hate- has not aged well, holy shit. Oh god. But generations <laughs> oh, god. <laughs> generations as a full package felt like the last really, really good thing that Sonic Team produced. I'm look, I'm inclined to agree with you because I think generations there was one or two ports of it which were different to everything else. And it was those ports that got the most attention. And those were the worst ports. I think like the PC port, and I think it was the PS4 port off the top of my head. They were slightly different compared to the other platforms. And they weren't as good. They were actively worse ports. And those were the ones that got the most attention. And Sonic Generations was fun, like genuinely really fun. That's why I played it on PC as well. Yeah, and I think I played it on 3DS initially and loved it. So fun. But my concern for Frontiers, the biggest thing that sticks out to me, aside from the popping, is (laughs) the contrast in style. You've got this bleak, dark overworld, and then you've got, like, fucking very sonic springboards everywhere popping out and rails just floating in the fucking sky i'm like you can you can incorporate this into the world way better way more naturally way more fun why is sonic grinding up a rail defying the laws of fucking physics as well like what's going on there like i I disagree so hard with all of that simon the only thing that game is lacking is more human women for sonic to make out with so we're not bringing back sonic 06 Yes, nah, we, we are. are okay. Yes, it's we are. Sonic 069, okay? And if they're oh. making this in dreams, they can give some sexy Does Sonic wear pants? Give a smooch. Like, he can't. Massive dick. He can't. No, because if he, if he doesn't wear pants, then by the rule of um, anthropomorphic animals, he doesn't have genitals. Crash Bandicoot wears jeans. He's got he a He could have like a, a Kalaka situation going Mickey- on and hidden behind mm, some sort true. of um, <laughs> yes, sort as, of skin mechanism. As we know, the hedgehog cloaca... <laughs> Always okay. hidden. Hedgehogs also what are you hiding behind those spikes? <laughs> exactly. Now, Keelan, you mentioned before that Sonic has a voice in this. Yeah. Oh, dude. I don't know how Sonic, I that. Sonic is a mature man now. He's yeah. grown up. He's got mm-hmm. a mortgage. He's got the stress of the world on his shoulders. That's why he slowed down. Well, yeah, he's got a mortgage in this economy. Are you kidding? <laughs> mm. I've got oh, one, and I, my heart rate is through the roof. Yeah, same. I can't run as fast as I used to. <laughs> no, he's on uh, beta blockers and uh, cholesterol <laughs> medication, so 
you know, he's really struggling these days. He's had to a few up. too many chili dogs, and his doctor's like, all right, buddy. <laughs> he can't even get a dick out of his cloaca anymore. <laughs> Not without help. Yeah, a little pill. You, you yeah, need um, to listen. Like, the only time you hear that's him what he vocalize. Wants the Emerald the, um, he wants the Chaos Emeralds to get, like, a boner again. <laughs> the, the only time you hear him vocalize is if he, like, hits something or something hits him or if he falls yeah. or something like oh, that. Oh, fuck. So, like, it's, it's proper true, like, old man, old man style. You fall oh, down. Shit, it's I like, ran into oh, a tree. Fuck. Oh, my back. Oh, my <laughs> neck. <sighs> Interest rates <sighs> are too high. <laughs> Oh, my cloaca! <laughs> He's slowly becoming Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> All right. Now, that's enough talking about- When Sonic um, reaches 30, that prostate exam is going to be really awkward. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. That should be a VR game. You should have heard that guy's vasectomy procedure. Oof. It was loud. <laughs> it was loud. <laughs> All right, we've talked about um, hedgehog clo- cloacas for long uh, long enough. Let's talk about fat pig cloacas. Um, we had, I'm so sorry. That was, that was I didn't like that at all. No, no. no we got you. a new trailer it's, for Pokemon. It's good Violet. that you self-reported. Yeah, yeah, look, you know, if you see something, say something. Um, we got a new trailer for Pokemon Violet and Scarlet. Keelan's fucked. Keelan's down. <laughs> Lesh. Le cloaca, le cloaca. That's the single most disgusting thing I've heard you say in your the entire ten years I've known you, Jesse. Oh, you know, he's doing all right then. Yeah. Yeah. We got a new yep. trailer it's for Pokemon Violet and Scarlet. We got a bunch of new Pokemon. We finally got to see the legendaries, and we had a few little teaser. What else is to come in, in this new game coming out later this year? Hot professors. Let's go through hot oh, professors. Yeah. We'll get to them in a moment. First up, <laughs> first up, we're going to go through some of the new Pokemon we saw. One of them has got some very, very good meme quality to them. First up, we've got Pormi, which is an electric-type mouse Pokemon, because we don't have enough of them. Then we've got Smoliv, which is a grass normal type olive Pokemon. A little I love olive. It. I hope it grows into a, I love that it name. Evolves into a martini. Oh, my God. That'd, that'd be, be great. That'd be amazing. Um, And then Lechonk. Lechonk the is a king of the of the trainer. Pokemon. Okay, not a pig Pokemon, a hog. This Pokemon got that hog, okay? I love them. I absolutely adore them. None I of the Pokemon revealed so far that. have been overtly Spanish-themed because this new, these new games are based in their version of Spain. Um, so I'm surprised we still haven't... I am surprised. We'll get to Legendaries in a moment. I'm surprised one of them's not a bull. Um, oh, I'm glad they're not, but... We'll get to that in a moment. Yeah, we'll get to that What do you guys think of Pormi, Smoliv, and Lechonk? Right, Lechonk, first off, his name is actually genius because Lechon, which is like a full pig dish, essentially. Like, you know, the... Um, like the apple in its mouth. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Like that. that that's what oh. it's called. Is, okay, if this Pokemon has, like, you know how some Pokemon, like, interact with each other in really cool ways? If it interacts with that weird apple dragon from the last generation, <laughs> be a big... Imagine they get together to evolve. I wish I didn't know that, because this is worse than that time Kiryu named his chicken Nugget. Oh. (laughs) Deep deep cuts for all the Yakuza fans out there. (laughs) There's uh, a Pokemon, which is a a fire pig from Generation 5. I called him Bacon, because he's self-made bacon. It's a fire pig. Great. Self-cooking bacon. I'm here for it. But yeah, look, uh, LeSean's 
name is Lechonk's name is incredible because it's just it's actually genius. And Smoliv is a precious little bean, and I love it. I am actually genuinely really impressed with all of the Pokemon designs we've seen so far. Every Pokemon they've shown so far, Everyone. I've been like, yep, I, I would have them on my team at some point. Yeah, absolutely. Not in the game. I, I think maybe pull me because who gives a shit? Like electric electric mouth. All right. I've seen that. Pikachu. Everyone's well, yeah, it's, it's that region. So whatever. But yes. Smoliv's drunk. That's why. Smoliv's vacant stare and roughly anxious mouth is something that's just as relatable as to Chunk's circular and spherical nature. Yeah. Smoliv's <laughs> vacant stare or Sonic's vacant stare? Which one are you picking? Smoliv, yeah. yeah. Easier to carry. Don't and have to worry about that. He's, he's, he's not going to try to run away from you. We also get to see the two legendaries. We've got Coriadon, um, which will be the Pokemon for Pokemon Scarlet, and Miraidon, Miraidon, Miraikaridon, I don't know, um, which will be the exclusive for Pokemon Violet. Um, some kind of uh, entomology of the names. The word Korai in Japanese means ancient or time-honored, and Mirai in Japanese means future. So clearly the gimmick of these legendaries and this the, the quote-unquote narrative in this Pokemon game will be time, which is ah my fan-made Pokemon game in my head. You know, what's to do with time? And then you go back and the graphics change. Ah, Game Freak never calls me, do they? No. Um, basically, one of them is like some sort of cool dragon motorbike and the other one's a future dragon motorbike. It's a, I like them jet, a lot. It's a jet dragon. It's a jet, it's got a jet butt. And carbon fiber jaw. Why did you separate the two as if you were going to say something different and you called them both motorbikes? One yeah. from the future. One made of One's a future. One made of metal. That wheel, that wheel, the other one made of goddamn ham. Goddamn meat. Okay. Put, the other one made of metal. Aside, putting aside the fact that Pokemon can be vehicles now. Um, this isn't the first. Did you notice? Body. Did you notice that there was like weird conflicting music? It was like kind of like yeah. the main theme, but there was like the the um, the version variation for each one. But it was playing in the left and right channels yeah. of the like the the stream, and it wasn't marrying up at all. And it was really weird, and it threw me off, and it was very unpleasant. Um, for, fun sorry, f- just real quickly, it's you say, oh wait, Pokemon could be vehicles now. Generation one, a Pokemon no, no. was literally its own cage. Voltorb and Electrode. That's like going to a jungle and seeing a lion that looks like a cage. It doesn't make any sense. Okay. Vehicles, we're not in that weirder territory here. They're just cars now. That's weird. That's that's very strange. <laughs> look, look, for for the world Imagine of Pokemon. You see Fast and Furious is like, oh, they're just cars. Get out of here. <laughs> they come becoming cooler than ever. See, I, Go, I, I, I think Fiat Five Hundred. Let's, <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. In Gen One, you had a Pokemon which was basically a fucking magnet with an eyeball, and one that was yeah. a literal pile of goo. Like, um, it's pretty in line. There was for, a magnet if, with an eyeball, and then there was three magnets with an eyeball. Yeah, just three. <laughs> just magnets. Didn't evolve, it just became more. The pile of goo, I can believe, though. That that seems legit. Well, he pile didn't evolve. He evolved into a different pile of goo, which is yeah. Yeah. the most believable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> true. 
That's how evolution works, baby. <laughs> now <laughs> we're all slime. Um, another thing slime. we found out in this uh, in this trailer that there will be a a multiplayer element to Scarlet <laughs> and uh, Violet. Now, Legend of Arceus did have that kind of semi-open-world, semi-multiplayer element to it. It was kind of very vague multiplayer element to it. But in this one, you're going to be able to explore the world with up to three players, which... Now, I have questions. I, I'm, I'm intrigued by this. Yeah, I have... one summon signs. I, I have questions <laughs> about this because, like, is it... Because Sword and Shield kind of had online multiplayer in that you turn on multiplayer as it were quote unquote and you could see other people just running around the wild areas alongside you and you know if you did a a den raid like if you if you did a raid then um you had you had you could have other people join you for that raid and that was cool and that was fun but it was very basic very bare bones is this going to be genuine dedicated online multiplayer where i can do the whole game with three of my friends can we do the whole game I together, or is that going to be so? Like, what, for like, one reason, which is they didn't show much in this. I think they've they said like, "Hey, here's a hint of this, but we're going to dedicate a whole showcase to that multiplayer function." I think if it was just going to be that, just something they've done before. They would have given us a little bit more and be like, "Hey, we're getting that out of the way." This is just a tease it more. I, I, I've got a good feeling about it. See, look, I'm I'm still anxious about this because Pokemon pretty much all of the most recent Pokemon games, apart from Legends Arceus, have been pretty shit. And I mean that honestly. They've been pretty fucking abysmal. So this is actually one that I'm weirdly optimistic for. And I'm, I'm kind of surprised genu- by optimism about this one. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like I'm it. surprised by my optimism as well. I was expecting to be like, oh yeah, this is gonna look- oh, yeah look at this bullshit again. I was ready for it. I was, I was anticipating that. But it looks kind of okay also, someone at Nintendo needs to like tell the developers that anti-aliasing is a thing, and please use it for the love of God. Because Jesus Christ, the jagged edges in every fucking Switch game at the moment—it's unbelievable, and it is doing my head. And anyway, no, we <laughs> like it that way, says developer of Pokemon. <laughs> oh my God, don't it's start. Easier. <laughs> yeah, um, now let's that's... talk about. <laughs> We've got Hot Professors. Hop, we've got a Hot Professor hot alert. Professors. Can we hey, talk about how the guy looks like his face was made in, um, like, the Wii home, like, the Me channel? He does, yeah. The he looks like he was made like, in the Wii channel. It, 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 it's yeah. too square. Sada and Professor Turo. John Turo. Um, <laughs> and the internet can real, not like Lady Dimitris levels of horny, but a level Ooh, of horny that is I disagree. Rarely- Okay, you, we we hang in different parts of the internet. So. We do, we do. <laughs> yeah, well, Jesse's in the cloakers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I Jesse, you see, like a Professor Sada with a cloaca. I yeah, Je- Jesse's in the weird fetish section. I'm in the normal part of the internet, and I'm yeah, just the regular, hot regular horny. Are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, duh. I, okay, so I do have a question because I'm not as well versed with Pokemon, I think probably the last time I actually fully played one was a Game Boy. Um, nice. But is this? Aren't the professors usually named after trees? Yes. Or plants? Yeah, they gave up on that. Well, is they it, could. They could be. No, but is it weird that these ones aren't? Is that like? I think it's been a while since I've done. Like, is that like? Is that like a thing? Like, 
Yeah, because I think, uh, let's see, the last generation was Sword and Shield, and that professor's name was Magnolia, I believe. Great. Done. Yeah, so, yeah, I think this it might be breaking away from okay, that. Okay, so Sada, I've Googled it. Professor yeah. Sada, Sada means South Australian De- um, Debating Association, according to Google, and Turo <laughs> is a car sharing company. Cool. Which could lean into a rumor. Cars, <laughs> we're back. Yeah. Owen Wilson. Circle, <laughs> Speaking of cars, um, Vin Diesel shows guys, up. Is the rumor going around? And there's actually a lot to support this. Is that the sort of general theme and again gimmick of the, of this title will be F1 racing or like that sort of scene? Blew my mind when I first read that, and then I looked into it a bit more. I'm like, no, this is starting to make a lot more sense. The legendary the vehicles. The trailer shows us a bunch of racing flags in different locations. We see ads for tires. Um, yeah, obviously the legendary is uh, bikes. Um, Fuck, I cannot these- imagine how much Bob Jane would charge to change a tire on a Pokemon. <laughs> Friend of the show. Just um, <laughs> Bob Jane or me? Both. Both. Hey. hey. You've got the T-shirt. We can't disprove we it. We get tired yeah. of either of you. Uh, uh, sorry guys that was really bad I Speaking think the professors are fake. F1 racing is the second most common sport in Spain after soccer so that's why you, I like the idea that like being the second most popular sport you see kids being like I want to become like I'm going to buy a car in four and uh, you know going around doing junior races and stuff like that there's also an idea that the the gyms themselves will be based on F1 tracks. So being they'll be much bigger. Like you'll almost have gym areas, they reckon. Which would work really well for multiplayer. It would. I, I, but there's I've just also... enough hints there that I'm like, okay, this could be something. It could also be just set I'm, dressing. I'm not gonna rule it out, but I do I don't really lend any credence to it. I don't think there's I think it would be a cool idea if it is implemented, but I don't see them doing that because I think the the bigger thing is going to be tradition versus modernization because that's it's in the legendary's name. They're old cars. Yeah, but I mean, so <laughs> what? <wooden> doors. <laughs> There's old people too. What's your point? Are you being paid by big car? <laughs> it seems like it. General Motors. Yeah, yeah. It's in his back pocket right now. <laughs> Just <laughs> stuffing money like. <laughs> I think it, I think it's cool if they do want to do car stuff. Like that's fine. Like it's cool to have a theme. But I also think the average Pokemon player isn't really going to be jazzed when they rock up to the gym and they're like, uh, "Jim, I feel like Jim, it's me. It's me, the car." Jim Monza. Jim is it Suzaku's the Japan track or is it the I old me, Japan? Johnny track? Holden. I know sports. <laughs> the rock gym guy. Yeah, like, I don't know. I don't. I don't think there's enough there for it to really. I don't think the cross, like the culture crossover. But like, is like, yeah, you, like the last game, it was, it was like soccer kind of, because uh, they had the big battles in the stadiums with like the, everyone cheering. And shit. I wouldn't say that was really okay. a running theme with it though. But what I'm saying is, they tried it. They went with it. They did that, a half-ass approach. A they did a half-ass approach to the whole dressing. game. Well, they did a half-ass approach to the whole game. I mean, the yeah, last obviously. battle you don't even see because you're in a tunnel. Um. Yeah, that game was a goddamn unmitigated disaster. Yeah, but that was awful. It's, let's uh, let's move on to the actual meat and potatoes of the news this week. We have to barrel through some of these because we're already speaking too much shit about cloacas and cars. I blame um, you entirely. Yeah, that's fake. Cool. We had <laughs> a, another Sony state of play last week. 
um, continuing the the non E three E three showcase. What do you think of every single game that was shown off? Some will stick on for a while and discuss in a bit more detail, and some will just kind of skim over for the sake of time. One I do want to talk about real quickly is Resident Evil Four. Resident Evil Four Remake is real. Ooh. It's coming in twenty twenty three, March twenty fourth. And did anyone else, when this was first um, shown, think this was going to be the Last of Us remake because of that acoustic guitar? No. Nah. Watch it again without no. your head. A hundred percent, I thought it was going to be. Um, no. Last but of the, sec- the second it started, I was like, "Oh, this is Resi Four. Yeah, no. yeah. The, the, <laughs> I thought exactly the yeah. same thing. So obviously, we've had Resident Evil remakes over the last few years. They've all been pretty damn Feels good. soon. This one's actually had the longest delay between titles. I think the other really? ones have had a year in between or a year or two. Yeah, but they did the same thing with Resident Evil 2 and 3 on the PlayStation because it's basically the same uh, game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, but Resident Evil 4, considered by most the best Resident Evil game and considered by some highly cultured uh, people like myself as one of the greatest games ever made. I absolutely love Resident Evil 4. It looks like with this remake, there will be some changes to it there were some lines of dialogue in the trailer that aren't in the yeah. uh, original game so there could be some story changes which i welcome because there were moments in that game which were a bit look clunky i'm i'm gonna just say it now if you are excited for the resident evil 4 remake and you haven't played the original go play the original now it's available on every goddamn platform you can imagine it still holds up it's still really goddamn fun it is an excellent game through and through and you know people that say it's one of the best games ever made i think are absolutely correct and very cultured including you yeah absolutely baby um (laughs) i tried to i tried to replay it recently i think it was last year and i found it very clunky so yes it doesn't hold up (laughs) i I got through quite a like a bit of it but i just didn't enjoy it because i was fighting with the controls most of the time rather than enjoying my time with the game and Yep. I cannot wait for the remake for that reason alone because I was Con- interested, I was invested in the story. It's a little bit stupid and a bit fun. Hmm. I, I liked it. It, it is, it is it's campy as hell, that storyline. I think that's what makes it special. Resident Evil 4 represents the most palatable Resident Evil ever was from like a game play yeah. aspect, I think, yeah. when it came out, which is what it kind of revolutionized the direction of the franchise it did where yeah. like Co- like code veronica was fine resident evil 3 was pretty i like resident evil 3 more than I like resident evil 2 on the Ooh, old controversial stuff. that's just me i just <laughs> i had a good time with it i think i just played that one first and that's why yeah they're both like i said they're the same game who cares yeah, um true. but resident evil 4 but like the complete the move away from tank controls the you know changing of like okay cool we're not in the city anymore we're not in like some weird mansion they get you in the first half uh because you end up in a weird mansion but yeah yeah i i also am like one of those and i once again i know i'm a guest here and i love you all very dearly but it's fine <laughs> kind of my- like if if you love yeah if you- <laughs> cut, cut him cut him if you love resident evil 4 i absolutely encourage you to love resident evil 4 for me i had the same experience as you keelan where by the time i played it it was already well past like prime and i was just like yeah it's clunky like it's good like you know theming wise and tension wise are fantastic mm-hmm. keelan, but- I think you, had impl- you didn't play the game when it first came out did you kills no yeah that's i think that's what it is see i mm. I could pick up Resident Evil 4 now and play it, and I am playing yeah. it. Uh, I am 14 years old again. Like I, I am still oh, in that yeah. mindset. 
it, I would there's say a heap, there's a heap of old games like I miss out on a lot of games but I go back and play them I like them I and I can't I get it but I just can't play it like games are better nowadays mechanically at least <laughs> I think controversially so controversial <laughs> I think uh, controversially I'd actually recommend playing uh, Resident Evil 4 the GameCube port with a controller that would be my recommendation because you can then you can essentially if you're using an emulator you can basically sort of mix things up to make it feel like a twin stick shooter more so like more more modern i guess than um i'll just wait until march 23 next year uh, that but, like uh, that's my birthday day. i mean hey, it's, it's not too bad <laughs> you know i'll have to you? buy it resident evil <laughs> <Two>. thanks <laughs> Um, no, I do the same thing that you do, though, Jesse. Like, I love going... I, I keep my Vita charged so I can play Final Fantasy 7 and 8 once a year. Wow. All the way through. Man Good of culture. Good choice. <laughs> the only person I haven't called a man of culture yet is Keelan. But the episode's not over yet. We'll see if he can get you that little badge. <laughs> um, now, Resident Evil 4 will be getting some PSVR 2 content, which is in development. Speaking of PSVR 2, this whole showcase was touted as being a bit of a PSVR 2 showcase. We didn't get that much, which I don't mind. Uh, we still don't even know when the headset's coming out or what the headset even looks like. But no. we had confirmation that Resident Evil Village is getting a VR port for PS5. So we get to see my queen and her and her daughters, Lady Dimitrice. We get to see that <laughs> fish man eat some cheese. That's going to be fun. And for anyone who's played Resident Evil Village, you get to have to place that house. And, oh boy... <laughs> So my, my notes. That's gonna be we, uh, do we do we not do we not speak the name? Uh, I mean, I'll be brave. Elevator Venus. Have you played Village? I'm a scaredy boy, so I have not played it, all but right. I have watched a playthrough of it. All right, all right. I want to say anything because more, but I'm I'm committed to Resident Evil as a franchise because it's on the same level of insanity for me as Metal Gear Solid, where I'm like, I yes. love it because you're so stupid. Thank you. You yes. are so stupid, but it's a special stupid that I have a very very big place in my it's, heart for. It's stupid and silly, but it adheres to its own laws. Like yeah. that's yeah. Metal Gear Solid yeah. makes Metal Gear Solid so special. It is zany and wacky when compared to other games, but in its own world, no, they're very serious games. Yeah, I love them. also lots of them. like a quadruple agent. That makes sense. Whatever, Hell who cares? Yeah. So good. Um, now I am a little bit annoyed that we have doing any confirmation of um, Resident Evil Village DLC because I'm hanging for it. It's still one of my favorite games of the last few years. But one thing that, that got good. me. Very intrigued. Um, with this end, we also got to see some Horizon Call of the Mountain. So I bought the PSVR 1, the original one. And the biggest drawback with that wasn't just the, the sort of fidelity of the screen inside. Were the controllers. You were using those old alien dildo things. The um, yeah. PlayStation yeah, yeah. Touch controllers. The vibrators. The PlayStation yeah, they're awful. Um, they're, they're, They were shit. Then if you went and played like the, used, like, the Oculus Touch controllers, you could see what these things could do. And then you saw games like Half-Life Alex came out and you could see, okay, with a proper set of hand controllers, VR becomes more than a gimmick. It is a genuine way to play games. With the combat shown off for Village and Horizon Call of the Mountain, you need some genuine dexterity to play those. I'm I'm thinking these hand controls could be a serious thing. All all the tech in them is really, really solid, but actually seeing the development, like what they've been able to do with it is 
I, I actually genuinely thought we were going to get um, Half-Life Alex confirmed for the VR2. Because I, I think it will come to the VR2. I think it's a shoe-in. But I'm, I'm very... This got me really hyped for what's, what's to come. See, I'm interested because one thing I thought of when watching all of this stuff... Um, first off, Resident Evil 8, are you going to be able to play it one-handed? People, people want to know. Uh, but additionally... <laughs> For anyone wondering, for wanking purposes, go on, Simon. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you, baby. <laughs> Just remove any and all nuance from from my statement. It's okay. Um, but no, my bigger my bigger question is how are they going to do room scaling and, and tracking? Because from the looks of it, um, you know, there was one point in the Horizon little trailer that you know, leaping over a massive gap which in VR genuinely is a terrifying experience. Like anything like that is, it fucks with your brain so much. It's incredible. It is so fun. But how is that going to translate? How are you going to do that? If you just press a button, is it going to feel like shit? It's it's not Simon Salmon. No, Simon, that's... (laughs) You just called him Salmon. Okay, well, I'll roll with it. Salmon, that's why sure. I think we need to pay attention to the way that they've worded it. They called it like a VR experience, right? Rather than call it mm. an outright like full-on game. I think it's it'll be an on-rails thing um, okay. with an amazing like bombastic kind of like uh, a track that you are forced to follow. So you may not necessarily okay. get full-on control of your character to do things like that. Yeah, but yeah. Still, like, the funnest... It's visually incredible, though. Like, I just think oh, it'll yeah. be like the the showpiece of the PlayStation VR too. Like the thing you put on to show people who've yeah. never tried VR, right? Uh, that's what yeah. that's what I'm pumped for. Because like the best VR games I've played aren't the ones where I'm walking around. I haven't played Alex yet, but they aren't the ones where you walk around and stuff. It's ones where you're stationary but using your arms. It's um, what's that one where you you're a robot? Oh, you're like, you're like doing jobs for robots. Oh, uh, Job, Job Simulator. Simulator. Job yeah, Simulator is like, incredible. I love that game so much. It's so fun. And all you, you stand there, but your hands are all like, Ugh. that'd be cool. So we also got to see uh, No Man's Sky coming to v- uh, PSVR 2. So some question because it is on PSVR yeah. 1, so there's a question about backwards compatibility there. Um, mm-hmm. And then we also got The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. There was some confusion with that because it said, hey, it's coming out 2022. So a lot of people thought that means a PSVR is coming out in 2022. Now it's also coming out for the original PSVR. There's too many acronyms in what I'm trying to say here. What I'm saying is PSVR 2 is not coming out this year. I wouldn't put money on that. Moving along. I'm so happy about this for my PC playing brethren. Uh, Spider-Man Remastered is coming to PC in August. Next Hell year. yeah. Have you you've played the Spider-Man games yet? I haven't played them yet. Are you going to play I, my dude? I really wanted to get the remastered version of the original Spider-Man because of the improvements that it has, but you can only get it in the Miles Morales Ultimate Edition, which is like $110 and like I just I cannot justify that. That's just ridiculous. That's so yeah. this is really interesting to me, um but more importantly, I also want to know they say that Miles Morales is coming out on PC as well. I really want to play that too, and I want like a release date, and preferably the ability to buy them both in the one like packet. Really, I think they will, just because that's yeah. how they do it. The physical copy is like that, mm. so it'd be smart. Just, they pack this it together. Is, this is great u- news, and Sony is really making use of Nixies 
that purchase, like, hell yes. This is Dude, exactly the kind of thing I want to see. Yeah, they're not fucking around when they said, hey, we're going to bring a few yeah. more games to PC. This is yeah. great. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I'm actually kind of tempted to triple dip. I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to as well. Like, I, it's just I that absolutely love Spider-Man. Like, it's so good. Oh, it's just endorphins, that game. Yeah, it. it is. It's, it's so disposable income. Yeah. <laughs> Look, we waste money. Yeah. <laughs> in not in a responsible way. Um, oh, Christ, next no. up, July 19th, we'll see the adorable little kitty cat in Stray coming to PlayStation and PC. Hell yes. I think the coolest <laughs> part of a bit of news for this, I mean, this game looks cute as hell, but we've seen it a million times now, is it's coming day and date to the new PS Plus. So for um, PS Plus Extra members and higher, so Extra I think is the highest we'll get in Australia, it comes day so. and date. I didn't think this was going to be a thing. This is great. Clarky, your dog just moved in the background and I didn't realise your dog was a real dog. <laughs> no, it's a real dog. <laughs> I didn't yes, realise until he just moved and I'm like, oh, Jesus, that, that's a real I was dog. I wondering why you look genuinely shocked. Like, oh. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Oh, it's a it's an actual dog. Molly, it's adorable. Oh, oh, yeah, she's good. Oh, I love him. She is upset. That and I for listeners, you just missed crap. out on that. Like an absolute chump. Little cute little dog broke his little tongue out. But you can see that type of stuff at <laughs> twitch.tv forward slash story mode AUS. Look, you probably missed good out plan. this week, but you know, maybe next week Simon will poke his tongue out. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> next up. Don't give it all away now, Simon. We had um, what I probably unfairly called we have dead space at home, Callisto Protocol. <laughs> uh, this is a game that was announced a few years back um, and it was like That's... bizarrely in the PUBG universe. They have now split that. Oh, That's yeah. not happening. Yeah. That is not, it's not in the PUBG universe. And then they realized like, wait, that didn't make any sense. That was a dumb thing to say out loud. And they've, they've gone back on that. We finally got a full trailer which showed some really brutal space horror. Um, you can definitely tell that a lot of the old uh, Dead Space crew are working on this, and they've just basically mm. made Dead Space again. What do you guys think of Callisto Protocol? I think this is going to end up the same way when the guys from Left 4 Dead made Evolve. Oh, Evolve. Ooh. I have such a soft spot for that game. It's going to be, oh, no. yeah, it's going to be a game that is fine and serviceable, and then Dead Space Remastered is going to come out, and everyone's going to forget about it. I, I found this kind of forgettable, to be honest. A lot of people losing their shit but, over this because it looks like it looks violent and brutal and scary. Sick. What's well, a mega Chad move to release it? Like to to you know they're pushing obviously to release it before Dead Space and get in there and like hey sci-fi horror you want it we got it. Yeah, I, you know I'm a huge fan of this kind of like um, genre um, with the the Cronenberg vibes and everything. This um, and visually Ooh, yeah. this game looks incredible there's like one mm. scene where there's a monster that's kind of like getting free from the thing that it was birthed from or something oh, it was putting like that sack and you're upside yeah. down yeah. And, yes yeah and that really like event it, it gives shit. you like ugh, like chills yeah. it's creepy it's terrifying and i love mm. that kind of thing because i don't see it often in video games like i mean the last time i felt like that was like bloodborne with some of the grosser things in there a lot of but, wet men yeah, yeah a lot of wet yeah men. very wet so <laughs> On that level alone, it has me interested. But if the gameplay is kind of similar to Dead Space, come on, we've, we've played those games before. And See, I just think... To me, to me, it felt like a weird mix. Like if Dead Space and Doom 2016 
had one night of passion and out came Callisto Protocol. Just in terms of like how gory and like self-indulgent it is. That's that's all doom. That's all doom there. Whereas, you know, the, the atmosphere and the horror side of it is very dead space. I don't think it's a bad thing. No, but not I all. am I, I am worried it will just sort of I reckon it's probably going to be one of those cult classics. It's going to sort of fade into obscurity and then three, four years down the line, people are going to be like, you know, it was actually a really good game. Callisto Protocol. That's what I said. Uncle, someone sent an Uncle Mick Gordon to make a soundtrack. <laughs> oh, hell yes. <laughs> Simon, I am just imagining this night of passion between those two franchises now. And it is. He is rigid. It's very messy. His clock was open. Yeah, that I scene think. in Dead Space with the uh, the needle in the eye, it's that, but it's Doom Guy's penis. <laughs> I'll say it. I'm not a coward. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Isaac, out. get a good look That's in good. there. That's good stuff. I like that. <laughs> Content. I'm not allowed to say dirty things on the Jock Rallance podcast. I go, go nuts here. I go nuts here. Um, <laughs> one thing I actually intrigued me about this trailer more than anything else, and I feel like it's being ignored a little bit is in the trailer you hear human voice as the antagonist and that's i'm interested in that is this gonna be almost like a psychological element to this that i'm intrigued Mm. i i always like human enemies over you know big alien things because they're either mindless or they're just so powerful that they become kind of boring and one-dimensional a la in the last Halo game, I can't remember. The I'm scared about it hitting too many tropes, I think. Like, that's the biggest concern, because, like, sci-fi horror is, you know, it's kind of like we're already saying where we're already comparing it to Doom, we're comparing it to Dead Space, we're comparing yeah. it to, you know, any any number of system shock, you know, if you want to throw, like, a system shock or something in there with, like, a tech kind of vibe to it. Yeah, that's you know, true. It's... It needs it needs to find a way to separate itself, and I think a psychological element would not be the way to do that. I really, I I think it would. I, I don't mind it. Uh, okay, if it's the game that is that episode of Love, Death, and Robots, of uh, the guy in the spaceship who lives in a time loop, and it turns out his ship. Um, it, if you've seen it, you know. But I don't think I any of you guys have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it's the game version of that, sure, huge fan of that. Hmm. All right. Well, okay. that comes out. I think we should make that game. That sounds yeah. great. Try and cancel the podcast. Somebody yeah, get somebody get back a tech demo that Sonic was built on. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> um, and back to me on December second, the day before my birthday. So maybe I will play it on my birthday. Who knows? Who knows what this year will bring? Next up, we had Rollerdrome, um, a game from the developers of Ollie Ollie World. Uh, it is, you know, we're, we're currently in the the peak of roller derby video games. Uh, but this yeah. one also gives you guns. <laughs> so you Which skate is weird around because we're not in the peak of roller derby anymore. <laughs> Take that, roller derby. Actually, no, I disagree because I know a lot of people who <laughs> are starting roller derby as of late because I think people are getting angry at each other. And they want to build each other on the track. That's I fair. Support it. This game kind of look cool. The, the, the design, I love like the line art design in it. It's really nice. Yeah. And that soundtrack, whew, this is a game that I would definitely say that I want to play and not, but you know the thoughts it looks it looks exactly like sable which came out last year that's the one that's the game and yeah i don't know i'm not interested it looks a bit clunky yeah i'm with you yeah i think i think it's like again 
conceptually looks really fun. Mm. But uh, yeah, I don't know. There's just nothing. There's nothing about it that sells it to me. I and might be dumb, but I I didn't get it. Is that like is that a weird thing? I kind of watch it. I'm like, yeah, it's roller derby, and you got some guns, but what? Like you haven't yeah, really. It's just like a normal night else. at the Epic Skate Park, really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> to it. protect your neck. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. Like I'm looking at that, and I'm like, yeah, cool. It's roller derby, but with the guns, that looks like that'll be enjoyable. A bit of a shame of this was it was shown in the showcase. If this is done in one of the indie showcases. This would have been one of the games of the show. Yes, right. It, it, yeah. it felt it, it felt really minor here, which is I I think the real shame. This looked really really intriguing. Yeah. This is well, something I that it, I hope I comes to um, the PlayStation Plus service. Now that we can start thinking of it as you know, kind of in the same vein as a Game Pass. This is a Game Pass sort of game. I think it also gets a free ride because it's not the worst trailer in this showcase. Anyway, oh, it's not. No, <laughs> true. Next up, we're gonna turn nights. <laughs> ah, the worst trailer. <laughs> the, the worst trailer. <laughs> See how I did that smooth that segue. Was, that was really well done. Beautiful. Somebody listen to my notes. <laughs> um, which is, is, is a mix of romance and, and fighting. It looks Persona esque, which means I bounce off it pretty much immediately. Uh, comes out Boosh. next year, and I thought there was a button uh, you can press R two to hold hands. Clarky, when I first asked you to be on this episode, you were like, I got some, I got some thoughts on a turn heights. The floor is yours, my friend. <laughs> the the thoughts were basically it, it's like what your mum would say if you asked her what she thought anime was, <laughs> and that's the worst. Like it, it is so generic. It doesn't. It's like oh yeah, cool. We got if, the combat would have to be amazing because who gives a crap about the dating sim stuff? Like dating game. That's no, not, like that. That's not disparaging dating sims. That's not disparaging dating sims. I'm saying their whole selling point is we're a dating sim and we're also a character action. Who get like what? No. Like sure. Yeah. The, you know, oh and it's, and it's pretty much what you said, Jesse. It sounds like, oh, hey, you know what's great? Persona, because it's an RPG and it's basically a dating sim. And that game uh, is amazing because it's full of style and substance and complexity. And this is. game was like R2 to hold hands. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Press R2 to pay respects. <laughs> well, moving but on to it, a game that yeah. did look really good. Really, really good. Um, and our good friend Lockie is in the chat. chat. He's going to be very excited about this. Street Fighter VI showed off an open world. <laughs> and yeah, not in wow, a million bad. years would I have guessed this. Yet. Yeah. That's the thing that concerns me, actually. You are a dweeb and I will fight you in the streets. The game's called Street Fighter. Let them out into the streets, my friend. <laughs> yeah, but they're already <laughs> out in the out. streets. They're just, already out. Yeah, they're already there. If you're going to tell me that just... an open world brawler doesn't work, Yakuza wants the word, okay? The, I it, never said an open world brawler doesn't work. It's not an open world brawler. Yeah, yeah, but it has elements. It, it's it, not it, an open world brawler. <laughs> it's the Splatoon hub. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> No, I'm saying the elements. Genius. I think this is going to work. This is going to be great. See you on the streets. See, Simon, Simon's dying it now. Off mic. It Look, definitely looked like... <laughs> it definitely looked like it's still something they're working on. Because uh, maybe yeah. it was his, the fact that he looked like um, the Little Mac costume when he's just a wireframe. <laughs> or like, just like the guy running around with a hood. And like, uh. It's a great idea Like oh, yeah, if it yeah. works, but... When was the last time Capcom initiated really good netcode on release? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit. 
Is it rollback? Is it not rollback? Is it that, that fall to reality just then hurt with that single sentence? Like Capcom. Yeah. Oh yes. Oh uh, yes. Them. But the thing is, right? Uh, I, he was walking around the open world and sure you can some boxes or something. And mm-hmm. I'm like, why? Yeah. Why? What's going why on there? Not. It, They're just boxes. Jesse, why not? Why not? You just you're just making a mess. Ryu, please stop littering. <laughs> You're Mr. already a wounded man. David for the bonus round. I see your your <laughs> Zelda tattoo there, Simon. And wh- when you hear about what that man did to some pots for no real reason, there could be that, money in these boxes. That, that's okay. Fair. Is if there's money, then there's money. Okay. He could get new gloves. <laughs> a new big sandal for you with big feet. They don't come I think far. it would be good if they let people go to like 200% like Soul Calibur custom characters. But they won't because it's Capcom nah. and they'll be like, ooh, it has to be like in the vein of Street Fighter. What did you think of the combat itself? Because I think it looked good. It looked smooth. Awesome. Yeah. I lots thought of, it looked Lots of systems. Good. Yeah, It probably. looks like there's lots of new systems. Um, Chun-Li looked really weird and Ryu once again looked really weird. Did they make him wider after the last trailer when it was like, he's a wide boy and like, you think he's wide yeah. now? Le Chonk. <laughs> yeah. Le Ryu. <laughs> Chun-Li's face looked weird, which kind of put me off. And Luke is so bland. He's so bland. <laughs> I just wasn't expecting him to be doing his fights barefoot. I don't know what I was expecting, but I wasn't expecting Truth. that. At the very least, I mean, that's how he gets him. <laughs> that's how he gets him. Well, I mean, look, he, he, <laughs> the yes, refs are checking toenails. <laughs> One thing they did change in this is they finally had a new logo. Did you guys hear about the drama with the logo? In the first review, yeah, it was yeah, like a. Like, so the, the the Street Fighter Six has a whole new logo, because uh, it was revealed that it, they picked like a default one from like some some program. It was literally the the default logo that they went with. It was garbage. This new logo looks pretty cool. Um, we've also had a leaked roster. Um, which we'll go through a bit more, I think, in the next. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a uh, Street Fighter has six notifications. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. Okay, I'm just sorry. I'm just pulling it up now because I, I didn't actually say that. Like, stop throwing shit yeah. in our boxes, please. Please stop. <laughs> please, please clean up the mess that you have made. I think it's uh, the landlord. In the next few weeks, after this sort of E3 rush is done, we'll get uh, Lockie onto an episode. Our Street Fighter expert, who I would just say I almost beat in Tekken. I'm gonna, I'm gonna add that with me to my to the grave. Almost. Um, say, beat, did you say almost? Almost. Yeah. How is that a brag? <laughs> When you, when you're me, it's a brag. <laughs> Believe me. And L is pretty good, pretty good at fighting games. Go give him that. Pretty good. Took pretty him down a few times. The only reason I lost is because I was button mashing like a coward as Yoshimitsu, um, playing Tekken two, Tekken three, and I did the uh, the move where he's uh, Tekken four, where he stabs himself. Oh, the Harikiri. Yeah. Yeah. Which come on, why put that in? What are you doing to me? Because then you you do spins and it's fine. Yeah, I didn't. I just died. To punish button mashes. <laughs> oh, we'll get him on an episode get to go him. through the the uh, changes in gameplay in a bit more detail. So if you're a street fighter fan or a fighting game enthusiast at all, stay tuned for that in the next few weeks. Next up, Tunic is getting a PlayStation release. This is another one of those games where I'm like, this is really good. I'm going to say I'm going to play it. And I didn't, even though it's on Game Pass. Um, it's basically an isometric Zelda game where you play the fox. Apparently it's quite good. Um, I've actually heard it's old. closer to Dark Souls than it is to Zelda. 
like in yes. terms of yeah the I'm game not that's, that, you would, that why the fuck I, I, so mad and mean uh, the game that I've heard is more like Zelda even though it looks aesthetically more like um, a Dark Souls like game uh, is Death's Door that's more Zelda gameplay uh, okay oh but, yeah yeah well, so anyway you can make that yeah, decision yourself September 27 uh, yeah it's very good game next up we had a new trailer for season a letter to the future uh when i saw this trailer i messaged um friend of the show lawn lawn gibbs um saying lawn this is this is like the most lauren game i've ever seen it's slow thoughtful melancholic got a nice soundtrack you know just one of those you know when you say an indie game and you know what the people mean it's not a bad thing but you know what they mean it's, like, it's an indie game, for yeah, sure. It's like tugging at your heartstrings a little bit. It's that. Um, apparently, you go around documenting memories before some sort of cataclysm and the world, which I think's... I wouldn't bother. <laughs> like, yeah, cool. I really want a panic attack. I don't need that. <laughs> I'm panicking enough. Live a life Yeah, cool. Existential dread. That's coming out spring 2022 now. Last up. Uh, this is the reason we got you on, Clarky, because you and Simon are going to do some sort of like fusion dance here and become, I don't know, a chocobo. Keelan's here as well. <laughs> Keelan got some a bit more skin in the game than I do here, I reckon. I, I, I'm checked out at this point. Yeah, so. good smart man. Cool. Good smart man. Um, <laughs> All right. Final Fantasy 16 finally showed us some gameplay. It's coming next year. It the trailer was sick. Soundtrack was mad. They they put lyrics into the soundtrack, and it was just yelling out the names of summons. Like, fuck yeah, yeah. Odin. Fuck Le- yeah, <laughs> yeah. Clocky, Cannon, Simon. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> um, as somebody well who's never been a Final Fantasy fan, and I, I've dipped my toe in a little bit over the last few years with with seven and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, this one may have me, but look, Simon, Clarky, I'll, I'll give you guys a floor. Go, go, just go for it. I'll, I'll let you go first, Clarky, because there's a fair bit I want to talk about. Oh, no, it's fine. I'm happy to jump off you. Uh, this uh, is uh, your, your ship. I'm a passenger. All right. Well, to start with, um, when, when Yoshi P, Naoki Yoshida, Yoshi P showed up on screen, I actually did a little fist bump. I was like, fuck yeah, this is going to be great. Because I love the man. He is a genuine a gem. He is honestly an absolute gem. He is the only thing stopping Square Enix from going completely fucking bonkers, I reckon. That dude is holding that place together at this point. Someone um, needs to slap Nomura sometimes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Right. Stop with the belts. All right. They go, you wear one around your waist. And that's I say it. that as somebody who loves Nomura decent. <laughs> <Very Yeah. dearly. laughs> but uh, look, everything about this just i i'm so excited about every single aspect of this game the music when i first heard it i was like "Ooh, that sounds like soken i reckon that is that's fucking soken writing this music and then a couple of hours later i saw on twitter confirmed main composer masayoshi soken and i was like i fucking knew it it is hard to overstate how talented and diverse this man is when it comes to the soundtracks. Uh, he does pretty much all of the music for Final Fantasy XIV, and he is incredibly talented. Mm. He Can will you? create like light motifs and reference them three expansions later 
in a way that you don't expect and it's rearranged perfectly and like you just sat there and brings back all of the emotions that you had when you played through the game and you're like oh man this is brilliant so can I bring it up real quickly so go for, for people who who are, who are listening currently Simon tried something a little bit different using his discord nitro I'll plug their discord give us free shit um, <laughs> to have a background from Final Fantasy but because he's moving a bit more the sort of capture isn't working quite well. So you can see that his background and it literally looks like he's radiating light as he talks about Final Fantasy. <laughs> I'm about it beautiful. To, I'm about to ascend. All right, let's go. <laughs> no, nah, it's well. Um, music wise, I think um, Soken's the best thing to happen to Final Fantasy since Duematsu. Yeah, I reckon he is genuinely, and I mean this whole And also worked on Mario Hoops three on three. That game has got such a banging soundtrack. I promise you, <laughs> go and listen to some of those songs, and you're like, "Fuck, this rocks!" This is Simon, so good. I'm gonna have to straight up the ship here, though. Stop telling us about who made the game. Start telling us about the game, because sell me on this game, because right. I want to love it. <laughs> Jesse, right. do you not play Final Fantasy because you don't like the aesthetic, or because you don't like the systems, or like uh, multiple reasons? All, all of the above, basically. I, it's one of those ships that's out passing because I saw how. Menu based the combat was. I've never been a fan of that, and it just it was just a well, ship past me in the night. This one doesn't look great like news it has for it. you because no, this scene pretty much confirms that turn based is dead. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So and that, it's it's sad for somebody who like me who uh, loves seven was my first gaming love. I love eight. I love ten. I never really touched nine, but I have a lot of respect for it. But it's slowly been, and I think seven seven remake. Although 16 has probably been in development much longer. 7 Remake kind of just solidified. They're like, okay, cool. We can do materia and we can do something interesting equipment side, but keep the combat in that action element so that people don't feel like they're going through menus or downtiming. Yeah. And I think like if you want co- uh, turn-based combat, there's plenty of other options. Uh, like the Octopath Traveler game is incredible. menus, open Google Sheets, you know? Right. Grow up. But talking about the combat... <laughs> The director for combat (laughs) is Ryota Suzuki, the man who made Devil May Cry 5, which is one of the most praised combat systems in a recent game that I have seen, like in terms of just pure action. And honestly, I think that, that alone sells it to people, I think, who don't like your turn based combat sort of RPGs. It's got Devil May Cry combat. Yeah, you've definitely the- you you got me there. <laughs> yeah, going going through the trailer, it looks to be much more action orientated. I think um, one of the things that I said was looking at the trailer itself. You can see things like it looks like you know the, the ATB bars underneath your health bar in the top left, and then it almost looks like you know fighting game esque because you'll have like a large enemy in the top right. So yeah. it seems like they're they're completely going to the the action, you know, maybe not quite Devil May Cry, but definitely fast pace, it looks like. So they'll yeah. have a focus on flow. Yeah, and like from the other parts of the trailer that we've seen where he uses some of the icons. So that's they're referred to as icons in this trailer. They are some of the summons or they've been bosses previously. And that was, you know, GFs. The, yeah, the GFs and <laughs> Uh, in, in a and that's Garuda, Ifrit, Titan, Phoenix, Say it properly. Shiva. Oh, done. <laughs> I haven't memorized it yet, but I'm glad that there's a pokey rap in there. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's pretty. <laughs> I think um, I think as well. Phoenix, Phoenix was one of the other ones in there. Phoenix looked absolutely amazing. Yeah, I think they- the the thing that I got as well is that it seems like, from a story aspect, to be for lack of a better term, a bit more westernized. Like yeah, it, it felt does. a bit more like Game of Thronesy well, kind of like high fantasy rather than, you know, Final Fantasy 15, which is boy band travels across country or, you know, seven remake, which is definitely heavily, you know, sort of anime, you know, sci-fi. Cause that actually brings me uh, to the localization. So the head of the localization is, a guy called Mike, Michael Christopher Koji Fox, often just referred to as Koji Fox. Um, and he's the guy behind Final Fantasy XIV's translation. And it is, again, really hard to overstate how big of a role this guy plays in making fourteen as fun and as funny and as clever as it is. Like, this well, man works is so hard. Is he one of the hard. lore people as well? Yeah, he On creates 14th. the lore. Yeah. Um, he, right, I shit you not, there was when they were in the early development for 14 and they were trying to do some of the background law and they were deciding on gods and stuff. Um, he wanted to come up with something to rhyme with bulls. He wanted to have something bulls as a swear. And so he was like, all right, I've got to come up with something. And he was chatting with one of the other law creators and they had this God called Thul. So he was like, okay, Thul's bulls. Yeah, that, that works. But then that was, too many gods and he was like all right let's join this to another god but they'll have like a twin aspect and blah 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 it's quite clever um and you know what we'll make it we'll make it a rhyme we'll make it a thing that people say it's fool's balls and then when they were almost done with a 14 with with 2.0 um and they had to ship it to sony in order to review it and green light it for ps3 sale um he needed to fill out all of the text so NPCs around the world will have little text that will appear above their head, just, you know, background noise and chatter. And they were still ironing out some of the, you know, finer details of that. And so what he did was he just copied and pasted Fool's Balls several thousand times. So every NPC in the game just said Fool's Balls several times over. Because if you miss even one of them, Sony would have said no. Uh, (laughs) Like, this is the dedication of this man to making sure that 14 got the green light. He was just like, fuck it. I'm just going to just commit to this. Thor's balls. Everyone's everyone's swearing in this game. Send it to Sony. Sony go, yeah, that's cool. That's good. And like, right, you can carry on your development and it's going to be green and you're all good. I'm going to bring you back to 16 because I've got got questions. I've got questions. Go for it. Are we playing as the summons? It seems like we are in this. It looks like it, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. keen on some kaiju battles. It seems like you get asp- so you get some of their powers. So it seems to be revolving around their aspect or whatever the hell they're called. I've completely forgotten. Yeah, it's aspect. I, I wrote an article yeah. in this game for some reason. <laughs> Sorrymodegaming.com. <laughs> search, search for it. I had to learn about Final Fantasy one day. Um, yeah, so it seems like there are people who... Uh, sorry, dominance. That's their name. Um, people who are born being the dominant of a icon, so um, Garuda, Ifrit, Titan, etc., oh, etc. And it seems, yeah, and it I seems like you get some of their power. Um, and also, there will be times when you either watch them fight or are participating in them fighting. 
because there was that one massive like kaiju battle moment where I think Ifrit fires a fireball at Titan and it breaks his arm off and well, it looks awesome. That goes to my next question. So it seemed like it goes through that part where it announces all the different summons and stuff like that. And then the antagonist, I'm assuming, mentions something about Ifrit. Like, is he sort of the the big one? Is he like the main summon or something like that? Like, is he different to the rest? So it seems like, and again, this is just from what I've seen on Twitter, um, the main character, Clive, is looking and trying to chase down. I fucking Clive. called Clive. I know, Are right? What a name. Clive. I forgot. Clive. I thought they'd put his name to the song. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's why he's not in the poker rap. They're too embarrassed. Uh, it seems it's like kind of implied tra- that he's connected to Ifrit, isn't it? Yeah, so he is the older brother of a guy called... So this was from the very first trailer. Seems like he's the older brother and protector of a kid called Joshua, who was Ifrit's dominant, but um, Joshua. there seems to be a dark what, Ifrit. Problem? <laughs> There's a dark Ifrit running around Joshua? causing He can't trouble. be named Joshua in Final Fantasy. He can't be like, my name's Joshua, what? I'm Clive, these are the monsters we live in. Listen here, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have no anti-Joshua sentiments here. It's like, hi, what's your name? Uh, Luke. <laughs> How are you? That's all right. Luke's yeah. all right. No, give him magical names. My name is Josh, by the way. I don't know if that's clear. Yeah, we got that. <laughs> for, the, for the audio. His name's- for, oh, the, for the audio <laughs> listeners. Um, yeah, it's... Look, I think getting most of the team behind... 14 Realm Reborn as well kind of puts a lot of confidence into me that this is yep yeah, look we've given Nomura 7R which we'll probably hopefully hear something about yeah yeah like I'm still hoping to see something about that because um, that is a game that I'm very 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 excited for but I wasn't expecting to like 16 as much as I seem to be the second also I saw one of the it- main villains looks like Thanos uh, yeah yeah he looks literally has the brutal. same head yeah he does big and bald uh <laughs> But yeah, when when I saw it was Creative Business Unit 3, I was like, okay, that's Yoshi P's team. This should be pretty good. And then, yeah, now seeing the actual confirmed people behind it, I am incredibly excited for this. Like, again, it it's so hard to overstate how incredible Soken is as a composer. Just 14 has arguably one of the best soundtracks I've ever heard, ever, in anything. And... Koji Fox as lead translator. Again, the man is hilarious. He's clever and just brilliant, like genuinely brilliant. I cannot sing enough praises about these guys. And of course, it's all coming in under Yoshi P, who I would I would trust these three people alone with my life and my wallet. I'd be like, all right, fuck it. Like, you, you got me. Like, let's just go. Let's just do it. What, you I'm fucking- going full swim <laughs> fan here. Like honestly, no, yeah. I would. Koji Fox has definitely um has spent his life atoning for being after seeing what Dirge of Cerberus was because I believe he was also the translator on that. He was um, a translator for that, yeah. And then he, he, has, he has atoned. Yes, well he and truly. has. Honestly, like every every dumb little pun or like silly self like bit, 
bit of self-referential humor in 14 is Koji through and through. Everyone's like, oh yeah, Koji wrote that line. And then three weeks later, we'll have like a developers conference thing and they'll be like, oh yeah. So when I was writing this bit and everyone's like, fucking knew it, Koji. Fucking knew it was you. It's brilliant. So as far as selling you on it, Jesse, I think, you know, probably a key question I have is you, you obviously from you said you dabbled with seven and I'm assuming that's seven remakes. Yeah. And did you enjoy your time yeah. with it? I don't mind it. Yeah. Like, was the... Because I think the the toughest thing is that it's still... Even though, as I said before, it seems like it's a little bit more westernised in terms of, like, knights and castles and that kind of stuff, which is fantastic because, look, you know, take it to a new place and new stories and new worlds. But it still looks like it's going to be Final Fantasy through and through just with the combat system. So I think if you can pull yourself through that or people sort of looking on the outside if it's the combat systems that were really making the difference for you this will be one to get in on i would even say that seven remake is not one that people who either aren't familiar with or haven't dabbled would jump into because and and i discovered this while explaining how much i loved seven remake to a friend who knows nothing about seven uh, and he was just like, all right, that doesn't make sense. I was like, yeah, it makes sense if you've played the PS1. And I was like, oh, no, that's a problem. <laughs> Crap. Um, so 16, I think, is going to be the perfect point for people to, you know, 15 was a bit hard to sell. I don't know. I'm driving because- a car around, eating a lot of noodles. Oh, look, 15 had its problems, but I think consistently from a design point of view, I don't think there's any particular Final Fantasy that I've been like, this was garbage. Like design-wise, concept-wise, music-wise, there's always they have a good, you know, package that they pull together by the time it comes out. But it's always been the hard sell of, all right, this is basically anime. Yeah, <laughs> it's like trying yeah. to sell. Trying, you're trying to sell anime to your wife who hates it. <laughs> like that's pretty much what it's like. And sixteen looks like it might jump that barrier, which is kind of what they need to do because it means. Even better things for the future, like Final Fantasy 17 could be a cowboy western for all I care. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. That would be pretty Bring back Wild Arms. If it's got this team behind it, I would absolutely pay for that. I would I would invest. Now, just before and- Simon gets put onto a list um, with stalking tigers <laughs> behind it, Keelan, really quick before we wrap up, you watched the trailer. Uh, you're, you're, yes. You've played, you're a bit of a Final Fantasy fan. I've played many Final Fantasy games. What was your thoughts on uh, the trailer for 16? Uh, it looks a shitload better than the initial showing. Right, I thought you were going to say it looks shit and this whole discussion was going to take a turn. <laughs> yeah, no, I was going to... No. <laughs> it's ready. Um, it looks almost good enough to the point where I'm like, hmm, maybe I should pick this up. But um, yeah, I don't know. This I don't think it's for me. I don't think this is my genre anymore i think I've, I've i've moved along to something different but from what i can see this looks like a really really good iteration of a franchise that um has been through some some how do i say it delicately so i don't offend both clarky and Simon. some shit phases uh, <laughs> it, it's gone through times. some rough patches rough yeah. times yes. oh yeah 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 That's fully it. so i think i think we have something really good on the horizon here so i'm really happy for you guys because See how much you enjoy it. The passion you speak with, it's incredible. Makes me glow. I think we've ever had a podcast where Simon's been so positive about a Final Fantasy and Pokemon game. It's bizarre. I know, right? In in the same pod, what What is this? What did COVID do to you? (laughs) Made me be really congested and I can't think anymore. (laughs) I'll do it. 
Um, well, but. that's that's a wrap. Cause we could go on about these games for a lot longer. We actually <laughs> we smashed it. those, which is very, very good. Clarky, thank you so much for joining us. Absolute pleasure. You're always welcome on the show. Um, if people want to hear more of your beautiful words and thoughts, where can they find you? Uh, if you're an AFL super coach, you can find us, um, the Jock Reynolds team, over at jockreynolds.com.au. Uh, we do, if you play AFL super coach, we do weekly news, we do, you know, panic rooms, things like that. We also produce a couple podcasts. Uh, I'm on one called The Mailbag, where we answer viewer questions. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at QuantumJC, where I mostly tweet about sports but also i've started realizing that i've got the viewership from all the sports people now now's the time to bombard them with my anime thoughts yeah uh, very good. yeah which is good because most people are too lazy to hit the unfollow button so <laughs> so you're going to tell us about why it's her night is actually brilliant it's a subversive masterpiece he's so sad now <laughs> that's it's the most A4 piece of paper bullshit that I've ever seen. It Even is. some of the animation looked bad. Oh, yeah. Why? Oh, yeah, I did. Legit. That should not have been showcased. It's so, I, I, I'm liking hearing you so fired up here because when like, I listen to all the Jock Runs podcasts, obviously, and you're so positive. And even when we do our AFL stream, if I'm like being negative against Essendon, you're like, no, Jesse, believe. You have to believe. And now you're like, fuck this shit. <laughs> fuck that. Cloaca here. Cloaca there. Fuck that. No, okay. So that's the thing, right? And it's, it's something that I've come to terms with having to be more on... Because I've only really sort of been like... I used to write for a video game website that no longer exists like many years ago. Um, and I kind of got used to being on social media and things like that and doing stuff with them. And then I took a massive break. And then as I got into Jock Reynolds, that's kind of become a thing. And I've kind of realized that the number one thing that I wish people did more on social media was clearly delineating between what's an opinion and the fact that because you have an opinion that's different to somebody else doesn't make them wrong or doesn't make it not okay. So... I will shit on a turn night because I don't think it looks good. I don't particularly love the design of Street Fighter Six. I think it looks like uh, if Third Strike was trying to be hip and cool because Third Strike is where it peaked in terms of Street Fighter aesthetic. Ooh. Best soundtrack. <laughs> Prove me wrong. Um, but that, but that's fine. If you love Street Fighter Six, if you love a turn night, if that's what you want to play, I empower people to... I think people should be empowered to go and love what they love and try to sell me on it because the best thing in the world is hearing someone like... Um, like you said before, Keelan, the best thing in the world is hearing someone who's passionate about something talk about why they love something instead of tearing them down. Oh, that's your positivity you for the week, first, folks. Clarky, yeah. if you like a turn night, Clarky thinks you're a dweeb. <laughs> <laughs> I will beat you up and take your no. hot dog money. Um, now, if you want to hear more of this podcast, this one in particular, we're on Spotify and iTunes, so subscribe and leave us a review while you're there. Check out all the other fan-critical podcasts. They're reviewing movies and TV shows and, and the like. Like Clarky said, while you're there, also check out Chuck Reynolds. They've got their weekly, two weekly podcasts. They've got the, the normal episode and the mailbag as well. Even if you're new to Supercoach, go on it. It made me a lot better. A lot better, not this year so much. If you want to keep up to date with your gaming news, though, storymodegaming.com is the place to be. We're also on social media at storymodeaus, at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And of course, we're on Twitch. We record these podcasts every week at storymodeaus. We also have a bunch of streams. Uh, playing a bit of Final Fantasy lately. I think Lauren's playing some Superliminal. Um, and of course, like I said before, we've got the AFL streams. And again, if you're not 
used to AFL, you haven't already watched it, it's still a good laugh. Lately, I've been bad at it, and it's making me sad. But you can come watch me be sad, and that's fun. Yeah. Um, and you can also follow us individually on Twitter. I'm at Jesse Spanner, and Simon's at SI421, and Keelan, as always, is at, at Elon Musk Love. <laughs> I'm going to make that account one day for you, Keelan. <laughs> Come back to the office, Jesse. <laughs> oh my god, that, was, that whole thing. Oh, oh dear. An absolute dickhead of a bloke. But, dear listeners, you're not a dickhead. You're a beautiful person. I love you. We all love you. Um, and thanks for sticking around with us. Hope you enjoyed a pretty jam-packed episode. I know I know, I certainly did, and I hope you guys did. Simon, Keelan, Clarky, thanks again. Thank <sighs> you. Thanks, guys. Next week, we've got the Bethesda Showcase. It's going to be another really big, big episode. It's fun. I love this time of year. And I hope you tune in next week to have some fun with us. But in the meantime, be safe, play some games, and we'll catch you next week. Mm, Bye. 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 Bye.